0: Hello, it's Paul Coulter here from Living Leadership again, bringing you the third part in our series in response to the coronavirus crisis. In the last post, we were thinking about how we can speak hope to others in these times, but it's also very important that we think about how we can share help with others. Now, right from the outset, it's my conviction, as both a medic and as a pastor, that we've got to be guided by the professionals and the authorities as to what is appropriate in this time in terms of physical and social contact. I think that's in line with our biblical duty to submit to the authorities and also with our theological understanding that all truth is God's truth. It doesn't matter whether we discover it in the special revelation of God's word or whether we discover it in the general revelation of God's world through the gifts of scientists and doctors who discover uh, truth there. And so uh, this is good wisdom in practice It's also an act of love. It's good to remember that and to remind others that it's a loving act to keep ourselves distant from more vulnerable people in these times. People that we could infect Uh, and also it's loving towards the healthcare professionals who may be overwhelmed if there's too rapid a spike in infection rates. Having said that, we need to be creative in thinking about how we can best respond to practical needs at this time within the guidelines. Uh, And I think there's a biblical principle that care like that begins within the family of faith. So who are the vulnerable people in your congregation? People who might already be self-isolating or will be in the near future? Could you divide them up between younger members of the church who could contact them daily or video call them ideally, and can deliver essential items to their doorstep if needed. Don't assume that people have families close by. And even if they do, uh, do don't do assume that their family members can, can do this alone. That might be a point where they need to self-isolate and those people may be left uh, more vulnerable. If you make such plans, remember to build in a facility for team members uh, to lean on others if they need to self-isolate. So good teamwork and really good communication will be essential. And then there's an opportunity to go beyond the church community to the wider society. Why not encourage your members to offer help around the neighbourhood? Some people have advised doing that through postcards that you can print out at home. Uh, But I'm not sure if that's advisable, given the risk of spreading the virus, uh, even on paper So maybe going around, if you don't want to do the postcards, go around with an A4 poster that you can hold uh, through the window without expecting them to open the door. Uh, Or if you're really brave, maybe you want to go out like a town crier and announce your availability with a loud hailer. Uh, Find a way is really what we're saying. And of course, all of that assumes you don't already have their phone numbers. But if you do, of course, you can just lift the phone. Now again the help that you can offer might be limited, deliveries of food, deliveries of medicine to the doorstep or simply a smiling face of a real person who cared enough to call by but it can be an expression of genuine compassion. If you can do it clearly in the name of Jesus or of the church, all the better. Let him have the glory for the good deeds you're, you're doing. After all they're only a response to his grace towards us. And on that note, if you're deciding to take action as a church, think about whether you could do it in partnership with other gospel churches in your area. You're more likely to be able to cover the whole neighborhood without missing any. And it's a wonderful opportunity, again, to show unity in Christ. Our concern must not be the reputation just of our congregation or our denomination, still less of ourselves as individual leaders, but the reputation of Christ and of the gospel and as discussed above there are strong biblical reasons for such partnership but it's also practically wise in this moment more widely we're going to need to realize that there are economic challenges ahead quite possibly severe ones and long term for many of the people in our congregations so how can your congregation respond to this can you set up a hardship fund Begin saving now so that when needs increase, you can respond. And my advice would be not to make this your project as a pastor or minister, but seek a godly deacon with the right skills and gifts to lead the way so that you can remain focused on the ministry of the word and of prayer. But can your church also facilitate provision of food needs for church members who will be economically affected you can encourage those who can to buy some extra perishable foods or non-perishable rather uh, like the kind of things that food banks are looking for uh, and enable people to help to keep them in the church building or the office and then let people know that they're there keep them clean obviously I'm not talking just here about your regular donations that you might already make to food banks or other ministries that help those outside the church, but an additional pool of money and food to help church members in need. Because again, this duty begins within the household of faith. And that leads to the final point about showing help. As we do all of it, we must not forget that we are richly blessed in global terms. So even if we hit recession, and our community loses much of its disposable income, we will remain relatively well off compared to people in less developed countries. So we will therefore need to give sacrificially. Uh, We must inspire people and set the example as leaders to give generously to Christian organisations seeking to engage in holistic care for people in less privileged uh, contexts. And we also need to remember to continue to give to those who serve our church as external consultants, speakers and trainers. Their incomes may be severely affected by cancellation of speaking engagements. So think about whether you can and should give some of the amount that you would have given them as an honorarium or gift to mitigate their losses. I hope those ideas have been helpful Uh, in the next episode We're going to think specifically about how we can support pastors, care for shepherds of the flock. Uh, But we're continuing to pray for you in living leadership. We'd love to hear from you if you've got specific prayer requests or if you need someone to talk to. We're here for you as a leader of God's people. God bless you.